This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Toby Altizer, I'm Grant Paulson. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball. Dylan Cruz, the number two overall pick for the Nationals, was introduced in a press conference out at Nats Park over the weekend, then got to wave to the fans on the big screen during a game. Uh, this was his opening presser. All right, we'll begin today's press conference with opening statements from Mike Rizzo and Dylan Cruz before opening things up to questions. So we'll start with Mike. Well, uh, what a, another exciting day here uh, at Nationals Park. Over the years in, that I've been here, uh, we've been here many times, and few uh, occasions could match the excitement uh, that we have today. Uh, to, uh, you know, to get into the organization, uh, one of the most decorated, accomplished. Uh, winning type of players uh, in collegiate history uh, uh, to, to join the Washington Nationals uh, is a special uh, occasion for us. Uh, this, uh, this is a player that, uh, uh, you know, left it on the field all season at, at LSU. Uh, we've, we've scouted him since uh, his high school, his high school cur- career and through LSU and what, one of the most magnificent careers uh, that any college player has ever had. And uh, it's just uh, winning a national championship, I think, uh, was the culmination of his uh, collegiate career, and we have we have way bigger and way more important goals to to accomplish uh, with Dylan here in Washington D.C. So, without further ado, it is my pleasure and honor to uh, to introduce uh, the, our new outfielder for the Washington Nationals, Dylan Cruz. Yeah, first off, I know I'd like to thank, uh, you know, my family, of course, mom, dad, um, Lindsay, my girlfriend, um, you know, without them, none of this is possible. They've made endless of sacrifices uh, to get me to this point, and I'm just forever thankful. I want to thank uh, the Lerner family. I want to thank um, Scott and the uh, Boris Corporation, um, and of course, um, Mike Rizzo, and, um, you know, I'm ready to get going, you know, looking back. Um, ten years from now, it's just I, I really wouldn't think I'd be in this position right now. And um, you know, I think it all starts with surrounding the people or surrounding myself with the right people. And um, you know, I'm, I'm just ready to get going. You know, I, I couldn't be happier right now. And you know, I'm looking forward to the future. It's gonna be awesome. All right, thanks, Dylan. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we'll open the floor to questions. Uh, we have Nick and Joey on each side of the room with microphones. So raise your hand. I will call on you, and one of those guys will bring you the microphone. We'll start with Jessica Camarado, MLB.com. 
Hey, Dylan. Welcome to D.C. How would you describe the emotions of today and in this very moment that you're sitting right there? Yeah, uh, emotions are, you know, going through the roof right now. Just I feel I feel, you know, just accomplished and, you know, just learn just knowing that all the hard work is paying off. You know, uh, like I said, looking back, uh, I really don't think I'd be in this position without surrounding myself with the right people and, um, you know, sacrificing a whole lot to get to this point. Um, so I'm just I'm ready to get going. You know, uh, it's uh, the game doesn't change. You know, everybody's nameless and faceless. So I'm ready to get going and, uh, you know, uh, just play the game I've always been playing. Bobby Blanco, MassaSports.com. Hey, Dylan. Welcome. Congrats. Um, just what have the past couple of weeks been like for you since draft night, um, coming here, visiting, you know, touring the facilities and everything like that? Yeah, it's all happened so fast, honestly, you know, um, you know, from competing to a national championship and, and winning that and, you know, the Golden Spikes and, and uh, you know, getting drafted to a great organization. It's, uh, it's all happened so fast. It's, it's honestly kind of hard to enjoy everything. But, um, you know, I've, I've learned how to slow things down and, and be where my feet are every single day. So uh, I've enjoyed it, you know. Um, like I said, you know, I couldn't be happier w- uh, with where I am today. Andrew Golden, Washington Post. Hey, Dylan, uh, how familiar are you with the history of the Nationals and how does it kind of feel to be a part of this now? Yeah, um, you know, I, when I was growing up, I used to always watch Bryce Harper play, and you know, it's one of my one of my favorite players growing up. So that's somebody somebody who I look up to. You know, um, you know, I know a lot of the guys on the on the on the team and in, in the organization. Um, CJ, uh, House, um, Woods, um, you know, Yo Yo Morales, who just got drafted. So I'm familiar with all the with all the faces here. So. Um, you know, I think that's, that's a good good start. And, uh, you know, I think we're, we got a head start on this whole thing. So um, ready to get going and, and competing with those guys. Dylan, what's your goal in terms of getting called up to the major leagues timetable? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm just going to play my game at the end of the day. You know, I'm going to do what I can to, uh, you know, try my best and, and uh, perform to uh, the highest I can, I can perform. And, you know, that, that decision's up to the, uh, the Nats and, you know, um, However fast I get up, you know, that's up to them. But I'm going to play my game at the end of the day. Jesse Dockery, Washington Post. Hey, Dylan, congrats. Uh, what part of your game would you say is the most polished at this point, And what are you kind of looking in the next months, years to really refine and make more polished? Yeah, you know, I, I look to uh, to polish everything, really, you know, from, from hitting to, to, you know, outfield work, speed work, uh, first jumps. Um, you know, I think, you know, being able to hit with um, – all, all sides of the field with uh, with power and average. I think that's a you know the most polished. But you know I, I tend to I, I want to polish every every part of my game. You know and uh, get better each and every day. David Aldridge, the Athletic. Hi, uh, question for Dylan and for Mike. For Dylan, um, you just mentioned a lot of guys that are going to be part of this rebuild here in Washington, and I wonder what it feels like to know that there are people surrounding you that are that you're all going to kind of grow up together in this organization going forward. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, you know. And like I said, I know a lot of the guys. I'm familiar with a lot of the guys. I think that's it's a good, uh, you know, head start for us. Really, you know, it's uh, we kind of skip that, you know, getting to know each other part, and we get get right right to right to going and right right to moving and getting to work with all these guys. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, like I said, I know all these guys. Very familiar with all of them. So, um, ready to get to work. And for Mike, I mean, you knew that you were going to have a high pick. Obviously, you kind of knew. It's going to be one of two people, right? But to actually have Dylan in-house now and to know that this is a big piece going forward of the rebuild in place, what do you think that does in terms of 
your morale, the team, the organization's morale, knowing that something on the ground is really happening? Well, it's 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 always great to to add a, a you know a keystone type of uh, player in the organization. Uh, you know, like I've said before, we we've been here before, and uh, and uh, when I was out and about seeing you know the, some of the top players uh, in, in the country this year, uh, uh, I knew I knew I had my pick when I left University of Mississippi uh, against LSU. So uh, it was it was something that uh, that we you know we there was a lot of decision making, there was a lot of thought put into this, but uh, but you know my instinct was when. When I left that ballpark, I knew who we were taking. Uh, Jesse Doherty, Washington Post. Yeah, just for Mike, real quick, why? Why, why were you so sure when you left? Just uh, you know, o- over the years, my experience in, in, in the draft, just, this was just a uh, uh, a not only not only a, uh, a unique player, but uh, but a, a player that I've seen for years. I've seen him grow uh, as as a player. Uh, you know, he's he's been the man for three years at LSU had had the target on his back and you would never know it uh, he played he plays with a a uh, a slow pulse and, and a low heart rate uh, a lot like Anthony Rendon was when when I saw him at Rice and uh, this is uh, this is a guy that is it was about one thing it wasn't it wasn't going four for four and impressing the scouts it was about winning that game and uh, he was you know I I would uh, I would solo in on him and he's pitch to pitch and and a guy that uh, took great pains in preparation and uh, you know, not only pregame, during the game, but postgame, I'd watch him in the dugout, and he's, he was always helping people and uh, and trying to uh, trying to get the edge. And for Scott, um, obviously, you're fairly selective with the guys you take on out of high school and college. So, can you think back to when you first either saw Dylan play or met him, and what your impressions were, and, and why why you chose to work with him? You know, one of the hardest things for a family to do, and for Dylan to do, was for all of us to tell him how good he is and then tell him that he can be so much better. Because most players want to jump in at high school in their pro careers, but um, you know, it's a credit to George and to Kim and, and to Dylan that they trusted in him, they trusted in his skills. And uh, you know, as Mike said, the expectation of turning down large amounts of money out of high school and going to college is, is a difficult task. And uh, Dylan modeled that throughout. And um, the idea of players that can have great skill, but really can measure their emotions, they can answer the moment. Uh, Winning situations and big situations are what they're about. And frankly, it's when they're most calm. And I think that's the low heartbeat that Mike's talking about. I, I wish all those comments Mike just made would have been told to me before the negotiation, because <laughs> then we would have had an agreement, but you know how that goes. I want to point out one other thing, if I may, is that today, the final point of our negotiation was to ask that Annette Lerner come and meet Dylan and his family. And she came today. And she's a special lady, and we all have a very lost head. <clears throat> we all built a championship here. And we did it with core players like Rendon and Harper and Strasburg and, and Worth. And to see this next generation come and with Mark and Judy and and uh, and having Annette here. I wanted the the Cruz family and Dylan to meet that history to share in it and, and watch it grow. 
and let her meet the, the next future of the next generation of what Ted wanted. Andrew Golden, Washington Post. You know, I went to follow up on a little bit of Scott's answer about you deciding to, to go to college instead of taking your name out of the draft that year. Kind of what went that decision? Why do you want to do that? And what did you feel like you had to prove by doing that? Yeah, yeah, it was a tough decision. You know, I was a I was an 18 year old kid who uh, honestly didn't felt like he wasn't um, you know fully developed at that point. You know, I felt like there was a lot of room that uh, that was still in my game that I needed to improve on. So. Um, you know, I, my my gut trust and uh, my gut told me to you know take myself out um, and experience experience that uh, college life. And um, looking back, it was the best decision I've ever made. You know, taking myself out and you know it's a it was a it was a, a bet on myself really. You know, so um, you know, like I said, looking back, best decision I've ever made. I, I couldn't be uh, happier with, with with where I am today. Couldn't thank Coach Jay enough for this. Um, you know, opportunity without him, yeah, nothing, nothing like this is possible. So, um, yeah, super, super happy. Tim, Mike, what's the plan as to where Dylan will be headed to next? Well, I think we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to get him acclimated to to the organization. Uh, first of all, he's going to run around, run around the outfield today with, the, uh, with uh, under the guidance of the uh, manager Dave Martinez, and have a little fun out there. And uh, and uh, then we're going to get the get to work, get the business. Uh, uh, the, all the plans are, you know, everyone's got a different plan of, of development. I think we're gonna we're gonna start in West Palm Beach, get acclimated to the organization, and then he'll he'll probably head somewhere uh, in the in, in you know one of the A ball clubs uh, uh, soon thereafter. But uh, it'll all be driven by by you know where he's at and uh, you know how rusty he is from the season and that type of thing. But I don't think it should be take very long for him to get into the swing of things and uh, and to get rolling. Uh, Bobby Blanco, MassSports.com. Uh, Mike, because of the new draft lottery rules, you guys can't draft as high next year. How important was it for you to hit, or maybe how fortunate did you feel that you could have your select at number two this year? And Dylan, do you feel any added pressure being drafted as high, and how do you kind of handle that? Well, it, you know, it's never fun to draft high because you had a really bad year the year before. So uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was a good year to be bad the year before because uh, we got ourselves a hell of a player uh, with the second pick and a guy that's going to be a cornerstone for us, you know, moving forward. And uh, and uh, if you're going to pick high, it's, it's good to pick high when you got a player like Dylan Cruz that, that you could take. Yeah, I don't think it's added pressure at all, really. Um, you know, I view I view pressure as, as a privilege, really, and um, you know I, I think it's a privilege to have pressure like that. And um, I've played up my whole my whole life. I was a I was a 20, 2020 playing in the twenty nineteen class, played up. So expectations kind of came natural to me. So um, you know, I'm just going to play my game at the end of the day. Play my game, and and uh, everything should take care of itself. And Jessica Camarado, Nationals.com. Dylan, when you talk about these big moments, what do you like about? those big pressure situations and what is your key for thriving in them yeah uh slow heartbeat really slow heartbeat and staying where my feet are at the end of the day um you know i've going to college really helped me um learn about all those things and learning how to control everything and you know just be where my feet are that's it you know be present i think that was something i struggled with uh early on in my life in, in high school so going to college really helped me you know overcome all those things watch you play what do you hope they take from your game and appreciate about you as a player yeah I mean I'm just gonna go out there it doesn't matter what day it is give it all I got and and uh leave it out on the field you know all I do all, all I want to do is win really so um I hope to bring that to to this organization and um you know hope to you know bring other guys along um with my game and you know hope to impact others as well 
and we'll finish up with Winston Hilton, ABC7 in the back. Uh, hey, Dylan, welcome to Washington. Um, nobody really makes it here by themselves. How important is it for you to have your family right here to share in this moment with you? Yeah, it's so important. You know, um, like I said, they've made endless amount of sacrifices for me to get here. Um, just the time, just all the, the time that they sacrificed, all the money that they've sacrificed. Um, I, I really wouldn't be here today without them. You know, I'm so, so thankful. And, um, you know, this, this means just as much to them as it does to me. And so um, I love them to death. You know, like I said, wouldn't be here today without them. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming. I uh, will be back in here around 4 o'clock for Davies Press Conference. So one, more, one more thing before we leave. Uh, I notice you're a cigar smoker, so uh, ho um, hopefully that this is the first of, of many celebratory cigars that, you know, that, uh, that the three of us are smoking together. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Very nice. It's a good one, too. So, yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Toby, you were there. What did you think of what Dylan Cruz had to say? Yeah, the one thing that stood out to me, and I really liked what he had to say, was pressure is a privilege. You know, he kind of mentioned that a couple of times. And he's going to have a lot of pressure on him, being the number two overall pick, being what many consider the top draft prospect, coming here to D.C., and he's already ranked in the top five, top ten on a lot of publications as a prospect. And so this isn't a guy that can come in here and just hit 250 and be an everyday player and that be satisfactory. This is a guy that is supposed to be an impact player, a guy that changes the organization, a guy that when they're winning World Series down the line, he is one of the main reasons why. And so looking at it like that and saying, look, to have this kind of pressure is a privilege to me. To have that kind of expectation put upon me on my shoulders is something that I look at as a privilege. And I think that was a really great answer. And then I know we focus primarily on the Nationals here, Grant, but I couldn't help but notice that this was a Ron Rivera guy when he talked. He's like, I am where my feet are. I like to be where my feet are. He said that three or four times over the weekend, talking on the radio, talking on the broadcast, the TV broadcast, and at his introductory press conference. But I think he's a really mature young kid, so I'm excited to see what he can do and how quickly he can get here. I thought you said he really wants to win games 13-10 and run the ball a lot. Then he would really be <laughs> a Ron Rivera guy. Uh, to just to back up what you're talking about, about pressure, it's one thing to say, you know, it's easy to just say the right things. Pressure is a privilege, whatever. He has backed this up. You know, he came into this year. Understand this. The number one prospect as far as bats in college baseball. I remember at the start of this season, right before the college baseball year and kind of the draft season began, someone tweeted me and was like, who's the most likely guys to go one and two? And I said, well, it'd be amazing if the Nats could get Dylan Cruz from LSU, best player in the country. He's probably not going to be available. So at that time, it was like Chase Dollander was kind of my thought out of Tennessee or maybe Max Clark or Walker Jenkins, the top two high schoolers, who ended up staying the top two high schoolers. The only reason I bring this up is Dylan Cruz was already known kind of as a standalone best hitter in the nation. This was the best college baseball player on the position side coming into the year. 
And with a target on his back on the best team in the country that won the College World Series, he got better. You know, he went from the last couple years walking 39 and 42 times to walking 71 times this year. He didn't get as many pitches to hit. And he was still, even with his freshman record for home runs with 18 bombs, he only struck out 46 times. His K rate went down. His walk rate went up. His batting average, like all the numbers you look at, uh, his his average went from 362 to 349 in the last two years to 426 this year. His on base from 450 to 460 to 560. His slug from 660 to 690 to 713. Like he got better every year with more pressure and more people watching and more ESPN telecasts and uh, more information out on him. He, he has always risen to the occasion. I'm, I'm thrilled to have him in the organization. I tweeted this week, and I think he's since corroborated, uh, if memory serves, that he'll be in Fredericksburg initially. So he's going to West Palm. Uh, he's, he's getting there now, getting indoctrinated, getting his feet wet, and then he will be uh, in Fredericksburg soon thereafter to make his affiliated professional debut, which is nice. Uh, speaking of the minor leagues, before we get to the Keith Law interview that you did, I was in Bowie to see Harrisburg at the end of this series. You went to the f- first part of the series and kind of gave us a report. I guess I, I went on a slightly better day. I think when you were there, they got two hit. Yeah, two uh, hits. I, I got to walk in right as Robert Hassel was hitting a towering home run, which was nice to see his fourth of the season. Uh, they need more power and more loud contact out of him. Off former Nat, Austin Voth. That's right. Off Austin Voth. It was it was his fifth of the season, I should say. He had four going into the game. Uh, but then James Wood pinged a double as well, which was very cool. Wood is striking out a lot right now, but I do have to say I like his at-bats. Like He sees a lot of pitches. Uh, I know that the strikeout numbers are high, it's hard to kind of quantify. Yes, there's some swing and miss in his game. There's no doubt. I wasn't sure. I thought there was kind of no hole. And, and there are, there's a hole with the long arms kind of seems like on the inner half. That having been said, um, I, there's no way for me to get these numbers. I would think the Nats have them and teams have them. I would be stunned if he doesn't lead the org and, and he's not high, you know, 90-plus percentile in the minors, Toby, in like pitches seen per at bat. Like sometimes to the point where you and I talked about this after the first time we saw him in double a, like he takes good pitches too, that he shouldn't take, but he really sees a lot of pitches, man. And oftentimes like his strikeouts are in three, two or two, two counts. Um, So uh, for his age at his level, I actually am encouraged by how deep the counts go, but uh, clearly as he moves forward, you want the, the K rate to come down a little bit. He hit a ball. It was a fly out, but he went to left field kind of into the gap yesterday which I also think is a really good sign because he's been pulling everything. So uh, worth tracking here is as he's, I don't want to say scuffled, but certainly cooled off a bit in double a, um, you know, he's being challenged and, and we'll see how he responds. I think he's going to respond really well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that he's going to take a little bit of time to develop here. It's, you know, he, he, you watch the other side in Jackson Holiday, and that guy just gets hit hits every single time up. And that's crazy to watch what he's done for the Bay Sox since he's been there. James Wood hasn't gotten to that level yet, but like you said, I think he has very mature at bats. Like he struck out looking a couple of times. You'd like to see him maybe be a little more aggressive, but it's not as if he walks up there and looks overmatched. It's not as if he walks up there and doesn't look like he has a clear approach. He's not swinging a pitch his way out of the zone and the dirt. He's, he's very mature with his at bats. I think you can maybe amp up that aggressiveness just a little bit, but it's way easier to try and get a guy who's very picky to swing a little bit more as opposed to get a guy that swings at everything and tell him to stop swinging at everything. So 
it's an encouraging sign to see what he's done at double a, but you'd like to see him pick it up a little bit of late, but I, you know, I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to get things figured out and turn into the stud that we all think he's going to be. Yeah. It feels like they want to keep him moving as accelerated as they can. And it's just up to his performance to, to let him do that. Uh, Brady house was off. I, I went and saw it was Lipscomb at third base on Sunday. So I didn't get to see him. Uh, but in his two games before that, in this series, he went, two for five with a couple singles and then two for four with a single and a double uh, <clears throat> in his last two games. So that's encouraging. I mean, if he's able to get the bat going at double a, you know, one of the guys that you talk about with Keith law, that would be a really good sign. 